0: Well, hello everybody and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And on this episode, we're going to be looking at the energy of the Virgo new moon that takes place at um, 12 p.m. September the 17th. Wow. Wow. <laughs> is that exact time i hadn't even noticed that it was exact time but anyway <laughs> that's uh, that's 12 p.m um london time universal time time by the way and uh oh wow and it's at 25 degrees exactly of virgo and 0 minutes so we have it on the exact hour and at an exact degree, that's pretty unusual. <laughs> so, anyway, before we dive into that, I would like to mention that we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. Thank you, as always, to those that are supporting the running costs of this uh, podcast. Um, and if you would like to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical just three dollars a month to help the running costs and um yeah let's introduce ourselves and then we'll talk about this lunation and
1: the energy around it so jen go ahead hi everyone i'm jen duchen i am an akashic uh healer and uh reader i do um readings I also do numerology and I'm the creator of the illuminating journey cards and I teach classes uh, run a group and and, uh, all of those things so yes I guide my clients to activate their soul's true choice so they can live liberated. Awesome. And I am
0: Louise Eddington. I am a um, an astrologer, soul astrologer. I'm also a writer, the author of two books, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology which I'm very excited to say is going to be reviewed in the biggest issue of the year of the Mountain Astrologer magazine, which is amazing for me. Um, that's the December-January issue, by the way, if anybody wants to buy it. <laughs> and I help my clients break the chains that keep them tethered to an ordinary life so that they can live the life um, that they never imagined before. So I'll tell you where to find me later and Jen will tell you tell you where to find her at the end so um but google our names basically <laughs> this, this um this new moon so oh. i think it's important that i talk about we're recording this on september the 3rd though i wrote august the 3rd several times this morning so that <laughs> I I, I, the energy and between Between recording, we've just had the Pisces uh, full moon, which was kind of mind-blowing to my mind or soul-blowing, whatever you want to call it. Um, Many people have said they feel like they've been lifted into a new dimension or something. Uh, But between now and the new moon, we have so much happening. We have Pallas Athena stationing direct on September the 5th, and we'll probably mention her. Venus will move into Leo on September the 6th, Mars will station retrograde on September the 9th, Jupiter will station direct on September the 12th, Um, Venus will square Uranus on September the 15th, so we'll still be square to Uranus pretty much when uh, on this new moon, and then on the 17th we have the new moon, and As I said, this new moon is at 12 p.m. exactly um, London time. So for um, that's 5 a.m. Utah time where I am, 4 a.m. for Jen in um, on the West Coast Pacific time. um, You can adjust. It's easier to adjust times when it's exactly on the hour. And, (laughs) And the new moon is. Exactly at 25 degrees Virgo in square axis uh, aspect to the lunar nodes, which makes this a real pivot point and turning point in um, our collective evolution, if you like. The new moon is also in aspect to Mars and Eris in Aries, uh, Mars newly retrograde. <laughs> And um, is also in aspect to Saturn in Capricorn. And because Saturn and Pluto are so close, that means also in aspect to that. And um, Saturn is slowing down to station direct. So Mars and and Saturn are going to start moving back towards each other very soon. So that makes that aspect or the, the aspects to Mars and Saturn very strong from this new moon too. There's one other aspect pattern we will be talking about, and it's one I've only recently started looking at, thanks to Anne Ortley. And it's the Thor's Hammer. So I'll talk more about that as we go. But but it's, it's a powerful new moon, particularly because of the um, square to the nodes, I would say. And uh, so, Jen, do you want to give your overall first impressions?
1: Yes. And so then we can do the cards. Oh, let's do the cards first. <laughs> so your cards first. Okay, you want to show yours first? Sure. So my uh, card
0: is actually the completing card, which is the four of wands, um, which is um, Aries. Okay. And that feels very right for this new moon, to be honest. This is... Um, This card is a reminder that before we can really move forward um, in new directions that have meaning, which is a very Virgo kind of word. We like Virgo likes to be useful and have meaning. It's important to complete that which we have already set in motion. So this is really more of a call to two complete things before this new moon and uh, and it's Venus in Aries which is our values and Aries in the sign of I am and of course Aries is very important at the moment because Mars is in Aries and incidentally as we record this Venus is square to Mars so we are Venus here <laughs> in the sign of Mars in this card So we are completing something. We're completing something regarding our values and our relationships. We're completing something um, so that we can move forward and pioneer and start new things. So that's my card.
1: Awesome. And I have the 14 soul portal from the Illuminating Journey cards. And uh, interesting, the colors kind of match a little bit of what... You, your card is it so this card is a card of yeah the color card, card so interesting so very much the uh, yeah, the yellow the red the green yeah Yeah, that dark green interesting yeah very interesting so this card is very much a card of um, if you look at the figure here is kind of looking at that circle which could match with the circle Lou has this idea of being, uh, looking at the world, looking at the world we've created, the sphere of creation, and the kind of almost the sense of spinning the cord, right? You am going to spin the wheel, spin the wheel, and running out from below is what could be blood, right? The bleeding and the realization of what we've committed to, the canary, the signal that things are changing, that we need to pay attention. This, uh, the tightrope, uh, the bicycle and the tightrope above, it's this need to, even a ram, so that's interesting, that whole thing with the Aries thing, is this need to focus on what it is we're doing. Something new, something challenging, and something that is absolutely necessary at this time. Uh, so, it definitely is a, a new dynamic, a new uh, system being created, a, a taking in a kind of like setting, you know, and it makes me think about Virgo, this idea of setting vows in a new way, like going, this is what I'm focused on, this is what I want to do, this is what needs to happen. Uh, so, that's kind of what mm-hmm. this card is basically saying, what it feels like.
0: And then this one too, I think, really, because it's this—you know, this is saying focus on turning the wheel, like right. you know, it's focusing on moving forward. And um, and I keep getting that message over and over with, uh, you know, when I do recordings at the moment. That with so much chaos in the world, we have to come into center to this this circle. Um, you know, we've both got the circle my my card for those that can't see it has the circle with uh, the dove for venus around it and then the ram so we both have the ram for aries but in the middle is the sun and the sun is our core our core self so over and over jen's message my message is to kind of move away from, not not look at the chaos and just focus on where you're going kind of thing, i think
1: right yeah. I think yes. This is a call to um, within the focus or in the storm is the eye of the storm, which is the stillness, the place of stillness.
0: I use that to expression twice this week already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> place of stillness. So it's very interesting because I was telling people in um, in my uh, my monthly review and the people in my group that. Um, After this, the Pisces moon, for the first two weeks, we need to be immersed in the integration of what is being, this completion, before we go into uh, creating. We have to be sure of what we're creating. And this new moon here, this Virgo new moon uh, on September 17th, is the kind of call to us to take up arms. And I don't mean like, oh, we're going to war in that traditional old way, but much more the energy of being this you know, virgin warrior and the true meaning of virgin, right? The true meaning of warrior is to stand for what we believe in and to move in that direction uh, without stopping because there's people that uh, don't believe in what we believe or whatever. It's just like we just need to focus and we just need to move forward so uh, fascinating because the 17 of course is the number of success it is the uh, energy of the eight the one and seven it's about being focused on something new through the wisdom of our own soul or what we realize we talk about the values um and This is a 13-month I talked about before. So 13 is the number of the divine feminine. It's a number that we've talked about that is definitely going to impact us and is impacting us. It's shifting our focus. It's breaking down the old in very abrupt ways, just like we feel overwhelmed. That's a good thing, even though it feels like a shit thing, because when you are in overwhelm, you come to that place we're talking about that you just surrender. You surrender to, I can't deal with this, so the only thing I can deal with is to come back to my center. What do I know? What do I need to know? What can, what do I value? So in the noise, we find that's place of peace and center. That's very Virgoian. It's also the 13 adds up to a four. So we have the double four impact this month, which is the four of the year, 2020, four of the month. The double four, also very very virgoin, because the ultimate thing about the four is to create structure. We are creating a new structure, and it can be a crude structure, but it is a system we're creating so we can move forward. I don't know what to do in a world that is in upheaval, so if I know who I am and I determine my movements, I can do it. So it's this... Since with the 17, with the 13, we also have a 13, uh, let's see, it's a 17 day, so eight, and then we have the four, and uh, what's that? Four, 13. Oh, three. Right. sorry. <laughs> we have a 21, so it's very interesting because we have the two, four, and eight activated this uh, moon because of the year and the date which means all manifesting energies are activated so we are here to manifest our own destiny we are creating this is the time to create it's the spider energy the energy of lose cod that looks like a spider web
0: yeah. it's
1: this energy of coming back to realizing we are the one we've been waiting for. Okay. I have to make up my own mind. I have to do what I need to do to get, go forward. And we have to be able to, um, apply ourselves and just keep going, be very devoted to the journey. That's the eight where we, we just push through obstacles. We're not listening to all that stuff that people say isn't possible. We're just keep going. And, uh, The three, the 21 of the universal date gives us this energy of being uh, emotionally invested in loving ourselves and expressing ourselves because this is what this is. That's our guide in order to uh, change the world. We have to accept that we have value and we have to stop looking at other people to tell us we have value and we have to just trust. I have it. I got to do it. You know, this is needs to be done. It's kind of like the vision I see is like you need food and you got a plot of land and you have some seeds. And even if you don't know how to do it, you just kind of have to figure it out because you need to eat. Right. And so that's kind of the message here. And also looking at the 25s and the exact numbers, even the hour, you know, I know it's London time and it's somewhere else is different, but those zeros that are giving us this breath of life, this new energy to be inspired, remembering 2020, we have two zeros, uh, but also the 12, the exact thing is that 21, I was talking about, about the universal date, the three, that it's all this repetitive energy that's reminding us of who we are. And the 25, the exact, again with the zeros, amazing. Mm-hmm. The 25, again, is this energy of being committed to your journey, the journey of your own wisdom, right? it's very important to understand that you're not going to get the wisdom from someone else. You get it through trial and error and being willing to be a fool instead of needing to be right. Right, and that's kind of the shadow of
0: Virgo. And interesting, you said the word "full" because the zeros, of course, of of the degrees and the twelve is, is the full card in the tarot because it's zero. Right. But I did what, as you were talking, I was like, "Oh, I hadn't noticed that," as I always do, and uh, <laughs> and it's on September the seventeenth, and both Mercury and Mercury rules the new moon in Virgo. Um, is Mercury is at seventeen degrees of Libra, in exact almost square like by one minute to jupiter in capricorn and jupiter will have just turned direct and that's this cardinal energy of initiating change i kind of think there's probably going to be some big kind of news or announcement or you're going to get some big ideas um to uh, about how you are going to create and build this this new Your your new structures of life, really, I think it feels like, because Jupiter has been retrograde all this time. Um, Pluto and Saturn are not far off turning um, direct. We've spent this whole summer with all these major retrogrades, really kind of figuring out what to do with this new world we're moving into, because things are not going to go back to exactly how they were. They're just, just not how things work. But that 17 is echoed again exactly by the ruler of the new moon squaring Jupiter. And that means some big ideas, big information, um, big plans as well. You know, it's it's a very creative aspect because Mercury's in Libra and Mercury loves Libra. It'll be like coming up with all these ideas to comp- create balance and harmony. So that's a uh, um, interesting that that's uh, that seventeen, too, that Jen talked about.: Right.
1: Right. And also thinking about news or understanding that your mind is shifting, right? So this is an opportunity to hear something, to be informed of something, whether it's shocking or not, that is basically going to free you from the need to behave in a certain way. Like, oh, I've got to be obedient. I've got to follow the rules. And it's like, okay, well, forget about that. Because clearly, this whole concept or construct of rules is a bunch of lies. And so that revelation that is coming with this is the sense of to get where I need to go, I have to take the journey. I have to push myself through. So I think that Lou is right. We're going to feel the expansion of our imagination, but also the expansion of our hearts. The beneficiary or the the beneficence of our own being, our own connection to God. And Virgo is another. There's that energy in Virgo that is about, you know, our sacred self. Right, like the Virgin. The original meaning is. Uh, Connected
0: one who is whole unto herself,
1: <laughs> right? Which means connected to the earth and to the galaxies and not needing approval or permission or anything from anyone else, which doesn't mean you're not working in unison with others, but you we all work as equals as opposed to, well, I'm lesser, I'm the slave, and I'm going to stand behind you, right? Moving away, so whatever's going to be happening in between now and this moon and on this moon will be that kind of opening up of your mind and going, wait, wait a minute. What am I doing? Right. Or what have I been doing?
0: Our minds are being kind of blown wide open, if you like. And, you know, of course, Mercury, I talked about Mercury being the ruler of of the Virgo, the new moon. Of course, Mercury is also the ruler of Gemini, which is the North node. And which means that's our collective Dharma or karmic potential. And um and the moon is square to the nodes. So Mercury kind of rules this whole thing, you know, and and our creative mind is on the low. So when I say news, it I'm you know, I know I don't mean Kind of the news news I so can, it could be right It could be, yeah, but it's, and it, it could be some massive news globally, but it it could also just be how you interpret the news, how you read it, how you listen to it now, which news you turn to listen uh, choose to listen to, because there's a lot of variation out there, let's say.
1: <laughs> right. Well, it could also be somebody saying something to you and it's suddenly landing in a whole different way, and you're going like, wait, what just happened?"
0: that north node in gemini we're definitely being asked to open our ears and our mind to to change these are mutable signs you know the the new moon in virgo virgo's a mutable sign the south node in sagittarius that's mutable north node in gemini is mutable that means change that means change your mind change your thoughts change your beliefs um and just be open listen to others maybe Maybe if you, if it is about the the news, news in what's happening in the world, maybe try listening to something you don't normally listen to. If you listen to MSNBC, try going to listen to Fox News. God forbid. But even so, <laughs> I actually do it. Every, I actually do go and listen to Fox News every now and again just to hear what they're saying. Because how do you know? You know, how can you take in all the ideas too if you don't know what the other side is saying? If that's your side.
1: yeah that's a good point listen to other points of view and i think what's also very uh, important is how to listen to your own point of view because so many of us don't even know what we want we don't even know what we think because we have been uh, filled with other people's ideas and most of those people have been filled with ideas that are not theirs either so this revelation and this whole point of the covid and everything is this idea of of bringing us back to point zero, where we like, oh, all those beliefs were just made up. They don't matter, right? It's immaterial. So, you know, being the observer so that you can move forward. So if, you know, if listening to news things is something that you wanna get a broader perspective as an observer, not as somebody who is being activated by what people are saying, right? So take care of your own health. Virgo is about health, right? It often can bring disease, mm-hmm. uh, all those kinds of things. You know, it could, this whole mutable thing could signal more of the COVID, more of those. Or, or and. Or the virus
0: mutating, or.
1: Right. <laughs> or and new ways to combat, right? New, but we've got to think of that. Too. Yeah,
0: new, new treatments, new, all, all that kind.
1: Right, It's like all of a sudden when we st- when we're looking at the world from a different place like we we were stationary and stagnant here now we're moving over there, and we're like, oh my god i didn't know there was all this around about life, and that's what can happen right and then suddenly we realize there are things we can do, there are cures we can take in there is all this stuff that is possible as we're going to move more into this earthiness of uh, of remedies maybe that were old remedies that are you know of the earth that will come back because again to me this is the establishing of the female reign in the sense of the the earth or whatever you want to call a female the intuitive side Hmm?
0: and earth medicine as well
1: right that's right earth medicine this is virgo and this is the zeros are kind of like going this is it this is that moment to grasp the moment right to not let this moment slip you by because you're not paying attention, because you're not focused on these little steps that you need to take in order to get where you're going.
0: And this and this new moon, you know, it, it's it's a bit wide the aspect, but it is pretty much opposite. Neptune as well which kind of makes a mutable grand cross in a way and Neptune in Pisces is connection with source with intuition with inner knowing um, all that kind of energy so that's still um, in it is about not yes not listening just to the news not just what somebody out there says it's also about tuning in and listening to what's right for you so there's a, a lot of that too and what jen was saying about virgo is so true and um correct me if i'm wrong but um 25 7 is is kind of the most spiritual number right is is um
1: right it is highly spiritual it's the number that kind of uh, switches on our kind of spirituality in a sense or our ownership of our own spirituality so yes that's you're right and and
0: you know Virgo is all about um meaning usefulness service um serving the world um how we can um s- structure and um analyze our life so that we can make it work for ourselves and to serve others um it's uh you know Virgo is a, a, a amazing sign really it's to do with the harvest of course we're in um harvest season in the in the northern hemisphere apologies to the southern hemisphere but
1: <laughs> well, they're beginning the, they're on the opposite yeah, side of the harvest yeah, they're right
0: beginning the planting and stuff so it's still to do with earth and and the like and um virgo's an interesting sign for other reasons i always think it's chiron i associate with both virgo and sagittarius actually and jen mentioned at the start um that we're in a 13 year was it Thirteen months. Months. Month. And um, over there in Aries again, because our identities, we're just being asked to kind of really find out who we really are with all this Aries stuff that's been going on for so long and now Mars retrograde in Aries on, by the time of this new moon. Um, we have Black Moon Lilith, the original woman, uh, there at 13 degrees uh, right next to Chiron. I I really feel like um, you know herbalism things like that are going to come back in a lot more in a bigger way and and it's not but I think it's not to de- decry all big farmers so I'm not doing that because of course a lot of pharmaceuticals are created well they they're all created from from earth from from herbs and things like that but I I kind of feel it more coming together and integration of kind of the naturopathic and the allopathic medicine world. Um, You know, I'm not anti allopathic at all, um, like some people are, but I do think some of it has become separated from the connection with the seasons and the earth and vice versa. Um, Some of the naturopathic world has rejected the allopathic world so much that they've become separatists too. So I think that a lot of this is starting to come together. People are realising that we kind of need both. You know, we need to look after the earth. We need to look after our bodies and um, support our immune systems. But we also need treatment for real illnesses and
1: things like that. Right. And and I think that this whole point to me of the Virgo energy is this kind of we we were the Piscean energy is like the collapse of everything, right? In a sense. It's all water, it's all collapsing, everything rising. It's the end. Yeah. And Virgo is kind of the energy that drives the beginning in a sense, right? Because it's the kind of collective or the collective energy of uh, not in the same way Aries is, but it's this very kind of earthy um, energy of organizing and using the resources in and a different way.
0: I mean, Virgo is associated with handcrafts and things. So it's about right. making and creating. and
1: Right. And you know, it's also about <laughs> unity, right? Yes. Sorry, I missed you. What did you say?
0: And manufacturing.
1: Oh right, right. Because manifest is hand, like manifesting. It's all about the hands, right? So we manifest with things like Virgo, because Virgo helps us to make things real, right? Our ideas that have come through Pisces or Neptune, our imagination that's been awoken is made real through Virgo. So it's the dirt of the earth, in some ways, you know, with that um, kind of with Taurus there. And just understanding that that this is that energy, the, the divine feminine energy, the energy of our imagination that is now brought into being. And so we create unity because we've been polarized. So how do we create unity by bringing together two sides? Instead of rejecting one or the other, we go, how do we do it together? Just like you were talking about the medicine uh, that's going to happen in so many ways by us coming together and going, this is the bigger picture. This is what we want. We want to be healthy, right? So what do we need to do to be healthy as opposed to arguing about what works, what doesn't work? This is right. This is wrong, right? It's much more like I want to have certain things and I want to have them made of the earth that they are really good for us as opposed to genetically modified, etc. cetera. I'm sure we'll have some of those things. Um, But looking at that, what is the bigger picture and why do we need it, right? And one of the reasons I'm opposed to genetically uh, modified things and all of that is because it modifies our bodies, it changes us. Uh, So I'm not really in favor of those things. I rather have real things to me, right? Things that haven't been modified. But I'm sure there's going to be some of each and uh, we will go forward with it because this is just the way it is. Uh, But... I also wanted to, you to talk a little bit about that Thor's hammer because I feel like with this idea of Thor's hammer or Uranus being the hammer, right? That ten of the sure. one, right?
0: But Uranus is basically. Uh, this is also referred to the Thor's hammer as a fist of God. Okay, um, and if you think about Thor's hammer, and you know, in the um, in the myth or in the Marvel movies, for like, you know, it it kind of gets thrown down it kind of causes this mass like everything kind of just kind of gets thrown all over the place and then it returns to um, automatically like a boomerang returns to Thor's hand. Um, Interestingly Thor's hammer in the myth um, was not intended for him and so he had to where um, an iron glove, I think it was, to protect himself from the hammer that he wielded because it's so powerful, because it's it's God's hammer. Okay. And this is in Taurus in the sign of the earth, basically in the manifest world. So it feels like Uranus is shaking everything up and he's, this okay. this hammer is getting thrown and where the impact is in the chart, it's it's kind of a triangle that goes out. Is to the south node in um Sagittarius, which is our old rigid beliefs, dogma, all that kind of stuff. And it goes right to the new moon as well. So we are being our old beliefs are being shaken up so that we really create this new beginning with um, um just we're gonna I think I think our perceptions with this Thor's hammer we had three in the full moon, by the way, that was just gone. So our perceptions are being blown open is is what my feeling is. Uranus, I always think of as the higher mind kind of makes the connections. It's, it's very um, astrological because it pulls in the, the messages from the different gods of the planets, if you like. Um, it just feels like we're going to get these amazing awakenings but some of it might feel quite shocking Um.
1: (laughs) right so it's it's very interesting because of course uranus is still at 10 degrees Mm. and uh 10 15 so uh to me what it feels like is with this kind of movement because uranus is the portal of the ethers like all the, the things the ideas and um Um, possibilities that we have not seen yet it's kind of like it's just coming into if you think about it coming into the hammer moving through the hammer and just kind of exploding this metal out into the world Um, it's very interesting because like in qigong or chinese medicine they talk about as we move into the fall into autumn certainly on the the northern hemisphere um, if they it it's metal energy autumn is metal energy so it's really interesting that you know we have that because this is that sense of slicing through you know slicing through the crap it's just like this is it like you know it's a sense of dismemberment you know it's like you know losing our um the parts of ourselves that have kind of held us bound us to a certain kind of struggle or identity that is not needed anymore. And certainly we know that we're moving away from organized religion because so much of organized religion has been not so much about the connection to God as it has been, or to the earth, as it has been a kind of servitude to the people that run it like you will obey me you'll bow down to me you'll do what i want Uh, all of the stuff that has created our frustration right so it's kind of like with this hammer coming it almost feels like that's all just gonna you know kind of break apart and there's gonna be pieces and we're gonna have to deal with it however there's that opportunity to go oh i don't need that i don't need to bow down to another human being who says they represent god
0: right it's all been about control yeah before but control is being kind of smashed wide open (laughs) with this almighty hammer and you know uranus is is invention and innovation too so with with all that we've talked about mercury and uranus and things this this new moon is all about innovation new ideas new information it's it's quite astounding and breaking away from the old dogma and the new moon is also in trine aspect to retrograde saturn in capricorn almost exactly they're both at 25 degrees and um of course retrograde saturn in capricorn has been reviewing all the rules and and the institutions and so this is all saying like just just make not make your own rules up but live by your own rules (laughs)
1: well well in a in a crumbling system the beauty is we do need to make our own rules first in order like what that's why we were talking about
0: i don't don't mean like fanciful like
1: Ah, but i i don't think it doesn't really matter right because the world is wide open you can make your own rules but the thing that is important is that it's about what you value right so it's When it's the things you value, then you find the tribe or the people or the system that you can work with, knowing you don't need to hold, throw your hat in the ring about, it's like, okay, it's a whole package, it's a package deal. Like, forget about the package deal. Just like, no, I want this. You're kind of cherry picking, right? I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And I don't need to agree with everyone because this is that opportunity to truly understand what it means to be virgin, to be whole unto yourself. That means you honor your own opinions. You honor your own uh, intuition. You can still be kind to others and you can still understand they have their own opinions, but... Uh, let's move away from that need to dominate each other or uh, to be subservient to somebody that whole system that doesn't work that stops us from
0: hierarchical stuff right exactly has to be this hierarchy right right
1: everyone has wisdom so this is again that circle you know is is kind of in community, in circle, knowing everyone is equal. That's the power of a circle. Is there is no point in the circle where one has more influence than another. Right? Um, and, yes.
0: Sorry, Sorry. Um, as Jen said, it's about our, what we value. Um, <laughs> and Uranus is in Taurus, and with that's Venus ruled, and is in square aspect to Venus, which is in Leo and uh venus is conjunct vesta the the flame um, and in leo that is the sign of the heart and it's this is about really tuning into your heart and really finding what you value um, what fills your heart what gives you most joy and and not not doing anything else basically <laughs> you
1: know, it's letting right. go It's like, this is the whole thing about the Vesta, you know, the flame, the Vestal Virgins, they were the original earth keepers. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was kind of stolen from them, right? The flame that they kept going. And then they had all this sacred wisdom and knowledge. So the sacred wisdom and knowledge that we uh, can cultivate within us is linked to the earth, the signs, you know, we, the material things or materia that creates those sacred things is so powerful. So remembering that this is about coming back to who we are, right? Becoming who we are like underneath all these layers that we have um, lied about so that we could be accepted so that we could be safe. And I think that whole thing with this thing with Venus and, and, um, Vesta there in leo is the reminder that we are safe like we are the keeper of the flame through our values we keep the flame and we uh, burn away anything that uh you know can kind of muddy that water or break us away from our true freedom that our true safety right because if we know we're safe and we can trust that no matter what, we're connected to the earth and to source. We don't need to rely on other humans to keep us safe, right? We don't need to give away our power so that we will be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. <laughs> it is quite yeah, it's quite powerful. Very powerful. It's also that whole thing there with uh, Mars and Eris. You know, yeah, yeah, coming back together um and
0: and being in um in an inconjunct um or quincunx aspect to the new moon (laughs) and uh, and of course you know mars well we're on september the 17th mars will have been retrograde for eight days by the time of this new moon approximately just over a week and he's heading back to square saturn pluto then and jupiter again yes he does but more importantly for this he's coming back to conjoin eris and um and some one a fellow astrologer who i who i'm friends connected with on facebook he described eris as cancellation and it kind of made me laugh because cancel cultures become such a big thing and <laughs> and it kind of fit for eris actually because she's like you know you're um you know she, she she's canceling kind of the um this the people like zuckerbergs and amazon and all that kind of stuff these extremely wealthy because she's showing up how ut- utterly corrupt all this system is not them not necessarily the people themselves you know i i think it's beyond the people themselves i'm sure they've all got their good qualities but it's this wealth thing you know the- when you say that it's, you sound
1: like trump do i <laughs> you know that thing <laughs> well they're good people you know um, <laughs> i know but i couldn't help saying that it's like that you know when we say these things now we like oh yeah like good oh they're good people too <laughs> yes but they are like i'm not arguing with you about that it's just funny but it's kind of like the stock market
0: has reached all time highs and but it's five companies that are keeping that stock market
1: proper. right it's inflated to me, what it feels like with this and I think that's a great way of putting it that uh, you know canceling uh, is well actually they're twins, so Mars and Eris are twins, right so they're two sides of whatever it is that we feel is our thing to be at war about yeah. right? so is kind of canceling the ego in a sense because if we think about Mars being uh, renovated, right? In a sense, like even Mars has been hijacked. Like all of these different, you know, planetary beings have been hijacked, or their identities have been stolen from them by the patriarchy, right? And all of these things, like Mars is, you know, tough and all of that. That Marber man, uh, but of course there is, uh, they are meant to work together. And so this whole idea of the two of them coming together in kind of like in this way of going, yeah, we're taking back who we are, right? So we're canceling the ego, the hubris, this idea that uh, because you think you're a big deal, you can convince everyone. And to me, like I can, like now when I look at Trump, like I think it's really interesting because such a great example to us of what's happening uh, but he's still on the same old shtick, right? He's still, like, he's still doing the things that worked, that he know uh, he knows about or has worked, right? Yeah. And he's kind of climbing up that mountain, like kind of backwards, slipping down. Like, it's just like, it's not working, right? Uh-huh. You know, even if it does convince certain people and they manage to, you know, whatever... Uh, and get through it's just it's just people are seeing beneath all of this stuff they're seeing that it's just a show that this there's no heart it's just about trying to destroy the other it isn't about trying to you know do good or contribute in a healthy way so to me that's and i think that's what you were saying i don't know but like that's kind of how i feel about these people i don't have any problem with them having money doing their thing but it's this part where they removed from this idea of humanity and they just kind of and it's
0: more about the structure of our society right people or these companies and these individuals can gain so much wealth even in a pandemic when companies small companies are you know going bust at a great rate of knots top five
1: Right. But then on the other hand, there's probably some companies are doing very well that are small. I think the key here is that we have contributed as individuals to the society because we carry a belief system that, you know, it's them against us. And that to me is the key here between Eris and Mars coming together is like, uh aha, it's not them against us, right? This is that unification in a sense.
0: That it's not really so much the people, as it's them against us. It's just our society is structured so that this can happen. Right. It doesn't mean. Yeah. That. Yeah. So, oh yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. exactly. We're saying the same thing. That it's just. But I think that it's our beliefs too, right?
0: I'll tell you something interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. That Mercury that we talked about that's square Jupiter, and we're going to get some big news. The Mercury is on Donald Trump's Jupiter in Libra. Oh. <laughs> so i wonder what's going to come out of his mouth on that day
1: <laughs> that's right. interesting hey, it would be interesting if he suddenly switched gears and oh, yeah. changed personalities right? well he
0: could because he's a he gen and right. and his uranus is also at 17 oh
1: no i wonder if something will happen to him though health-wise well that, had thought. could be that yeah. too. Yeah. brain fart thing well we don't know but it kind of feels like almost like a brain fart type of thing like something you know sometimes when we get things in our brain and it's expanded by jupiter it can
0: there was all these reports that he'd had many strokes a while
1: back uh, yeah, know, it yeah. It who knows it was just the thought that crossed my mind we have no idea what's going to happen i mean i think also it's good to rem- to understand that the future has not been created. We're creating it as we go forward. So the choices and the thoughts we have now will impact yes. what's going to happen, right? So don't get locked into, oh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. We don't know. We have the potential to glide through this very smoothly or kind of, kind of struggle through it in the next 50 years because we're hanging on to these old ideas. And
0: some people won't be greatly affected
1: and some will be
0: majorly affected. One, th- one sure thing, I think, with this chart is is change.
1: <laughs> right. I think we're all going to be affected. We're just, you know, I think it's kind of to your point. Some may not feel as badly about it and others will. But I do think we have to think about even like what you're talking about in a time of disaster. There's many that do well uh, because they're they're whatever they're peddling the things that the disaster needs or something like that so there is no uh, typical (laughs) right but it doesn't matter because there is no typical so what that teaches us is that we're free to create whatever we want instead of being tied into this idea that somebody else some has something so i can't have it right
0: exactly so yes yeah definitely it's interesting
1: yeah, very fascinating. And, of course, uh, Pallas Athena uh, at that 12 degrees. Yeah, it well, was. Uh, having, yeah, having coming in.
0: aspect to Uranus too then.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And having coming out of her uh, retrograde. So she's going forward. I think a lot more strategy coming forward, a lot more kind of stepping back out of that kind of morass and, Uh, trying to think about something you know nothing about and just kind of stepping back, listening, kind of feeling into what's happening as opposed to trying to um, control. And that's kind of like, even like when you look at Trump, for instance, like his, there's no strategy. It's just tactics, right? I'm just going to like, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall or whatever, right? (laughs) Just like... and we need to be strategic because we're building a new a new age so what do we want going forward and how do we get there we got to sidestep some of these clowns out there right
0: but as we've said before they're playing their part at the moment too in right right the whole kind of collapse really so uh,
1: right yeah
0: interesting
1: are we ready for the Or do we have more? We are. I'm just looking, is there anything else? Yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing that does strike me is, I know we've talked about the nodes a bit, is that the nodes are 24 degrees. And I think I noticed there's a couple of sixes around vested 15. Eris. Um, Eris. Oh, Eris 24. Is this energy, and I talked about the, the date being a, uh, 21 which is a three three and six and september is a nine month this is all the emotional energy the energy of love and i think when we're if we can give love to the things we're letting go of as opposed to being angry about it right and resenting it because we do have the opportunity with mars in um, retrograde we, and in Aries there 's a lot of fire. We have the opportunity to really burn bridges and um, and be revengeful oh, yeah. and While that may be fun, you know in some way like yeah i can get I can get my revenge uh, is it useful so thinking about that idea of just coming from that place of love, you know just being so grateful for even the awful things and just going i'm just you've given me these lessons, you've brought me here and I'm just so grateful and I'm just letting you go with love, right? Letting those people who have different opinions from you be who they are with love. Stop engaging with them, just move and shift and glide away, coming back to your center because the more you engage or worry about what they're saying or trying to convince them, the less centered you're going to be.
0: Yeah, I had a friend message me this morning about a mutable a mutual um, mutual friend not a mutable friend
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe they are mutable as well <laughs> <laughs> I, think I'm like, I think
0: i'm gonna have to unfriend and block so and so because even though i really like him because of something or other and i said why don't you just unfollow him and just like just give yourself a little bit of distance and friendship oh, you know for right. a while. so and she's like oh
1: good idea <laughs> yeah what a concept right and i think that's actually bringing up that is kind of an interesting idea of being seeing friendships or any of this stuff is mutable it's all uh, you know you don't need to go to war with someone who has a different opinion with you you don't need to kind of shove it in their faces you can just be like i'm just gonna kind of pull away and you know and it's not you're not lying and if they ask you about it you can be honest you know, we don't really have that much in common anymore. I don't feel like I want to hang out with you. Uh, but there's no need to kind of rub their noses in it. Right? It's like, this is your choice. It's, nothing, it's not to, nothing to do with them. It's to do with yourself needing that.
0: When all the chaos has settled down, you might find you've got things still in common. So that, right. that comes back to that. Right.
1: Or you might find you don't, and that's fine too. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter right doesn't it really matter. doesn't matter people come people go yeah okay
0: for sure i've always le- learned that throughout my life i'm just <laughs> kind of like friends friends move on <laughs> yeah
1: sometimes they come back around sometimes they don't it's okay it is
0: all righty the symbols so jen and i were a little bit like hmm It's 25 degrees exactly. And um, the symbols usually go up. So we looked at the ones for 25 and 26 Virgo and we both feel that 26 is the correct one to use. So Jen, do you want to read yours
1: first? Sure. Oops, hold on. My page went away. All right, so this is the Virgo twenty-six. A boy with a censer serves the priest near the altar. And so this keynote is the first stage of actual participation in the great ritual of planetary evolution. Whether we think of the ancient mysteries or of a Catholic mass or of some still transcendent ceremony in which great beings charged with planetary responsibilities are involved, we are dealing with a type of archetypal activity. The ritual is archetypical in that it represents, in however small a field of activity, a portion of the evolving structure of the cosmos, as the structure is understood in its sacred sense. Every such activity is performed in the presence of God, menial as it may be, it is nevertheless. Nevertheless, it acquires a sacred meaning. The individual is educated, that is, led out into the world of transcendent activity, the world of archetypical performance. They must learn to serve humbly and with intense attention in what as yet is beyond. Their spiritual understanding. They learn to perform every action superpersonally. They learn to practice in the presence of God, and that is that
0: kind of sums up Virgo to my mind in some ways. It's this very ritualistic, organized kind of service um, to something bigger than yourself. So, uh, and bringing in the opposite Pisces. Uh, which is the transcendent or God, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, and I think ritual, um, real meaningful ritual, and I know you and I have done a lot of work in this area, is is missing in a lot of this life. You know, um, even in our church services and things, the the ritual has become less important and less mm-hmm. focused on it's uh, kind of more about the rules and the obeying as you talked about so you know maybe develop your own little rituals
1: right and the thing is you can apply rituals to all kinds of things when you get out of bed maybe even listening a ritual of listening right there's uh, so much we can do a ritual of being attentive to the earth or um,
0: favorite morning
1: ritual morning pages right
0: this way to help you organize your thoughts
1: now. right i give gratitude i think that's a huge part of this you know in being in gratitude for what is available to us instead of uh, the opposite which is miserable because we are trapped or we don't have what we want or we are not enough or whatever that is but the opposite right we're opening ourselves to the abundance of what is possible the abundance of the earth and that is um, very powerful, very sacred.
0: I love the little, uh, the express, the sentence. He must, or we must, learn to serve humbly and with iten- intense attention.
1: Right, very so, Bulgarian.
0: Yeah, we've become so focused on you know the material world, the wants, the having in our society. You know, and we must get back to eating in restaurants, and we must get back to. Buying and shopping and things like that. How about paring it down and focusing on what really has meaning? That's that's kind of what this yeah. Right. Mm.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a a big aspect of Virgo, right? Is this leanness of um you know, using our resources wisely. And we didn't mention that we are entering the um the uh Equinox. twenty second we have the equinox where like night and day are equal.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So uh and my uh the Chandra symbol has a very similar meaning, of course. And and it's an old man counting gold coins. And at first I was a bit like, hmm, but when you read it it makes sense. Getting your bearings, determining your limits, finding a reality fix making sure that everything is there, checking out the manifest details over and over, coming down to earth and becoming sober and straight and clear. You are overwhelmingly convinced that there must come this cleaning up and clearing out. Sick and tired of pretense and hype, hungry to get down to basics and somewhat hooked on the quantitative intelligence Blurring distinctions intent upon being viable, correct and self-sufficient. If all these things are taken up with a twinkle of humour, they are digestible. But if they become self-serious and little too proper, they are deadly and sickening. (laughs) You learn to throw off the attitude and to cleave to the substance of getting things right, unapologetically and steadfastly that That speaks so clearly to all that we've said you know about really coming down to the basics. The chop would carry water kind of um kind of energy of you know really um doing what's what has meaning and what has purpose
1: right, and just doing the small little tasks, yeah, every task as if it's a gift to God and just that's it, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great way of looking at it, you know, everything you do, whether you go and empty the cat litter. So. Well, <laughs>
1: right. The fact that we are here in these bodies and we can do these things and there is so much available to us we haven't tapped into. The richness of beingness, not the richness of having a bunch of things, but really tearing down, uh, selecting what is valuable to us, you know, when we have less things we appreciate them more. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm loving the paring down energy purpose per personally, even though we still have <laughs> too much stuff, but um
1: <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's not a matter of you don't you shouldn't have any comfort. I think it's oh, fine. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, I still want to pare down more, is my
1: Oh right. <laughs> I'm I'm in a pair down phase myself, really trying to bring it down to essentials. essentials. If I had to leave, Yeah, it only takes so much, right? Exactly. Exactly. So
0: Jen, how can people find you?
1: All right. So people can find me at jenduchene.com. That's J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. I have a Facebook group. We belong here. I have, uh, uh, I do weekly videos on my YouTube channel Um, and I also have an upcoming free class three things you need to know in order to have what you want and that will be on September 24th so if you're interested you can go to my website and sign up for my email address or you can find me on facebook or instagram or anywhere and just let me know and i'll connect you to the group the cocoon and uh yes or if you're interested in a reading or something and you want to get hold of me you can email me at jen at jen Cool
0: and uh, my website so i am louise eddington lou <laughs> and my website is louise com. l-o-u-i-s-e-e-d-i-n-g-t-o-n um you can find both a page or on home page to book um astro- ast- astrology readings with me or i have a membership community there's a link for that on both of those also Um, I also have um, a Facebook group, Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe. My Facebook page is Cosmic Owl Astrology, as is my Instagram, as is my YouTube. All likes, follows, all those things. Very appreciated because uh, their algorithms love it. (laughs) Right. one thing i would love to ask from people is if they own either of my books modern astrology or the complete guide to astrology if they could leave me reviews on amazon even if they didn't buy the book from there um, because the book or the, particularly the second book is doing very well and reviews really help their algorithms so even if you're not a fan of amazon <laughs> reviews on amazon really help and really count you could also leave reviews on Goodreads and I think Barnes and Noble has um, a review place. So if you have um, the inclination please and enjoy my books, please go leave me reviews. So I think that's it. Just a reminder that we do take questions. We don't have any on this episode. So you can just Facebook message the Weirdly Magical Facebook page um, or you can email Weirdly Magical Podcast at gmail.com to have your question featured on air. Um, and our Patreon again, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical if you'd like to support the podcast. And um,
1: for now, I think that's everything. Have I forgotten anything, Jen? I don't think, think so. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. And yes, you can certainly leave us reviews, right? on iTunes and on iTunes, yeah,
0: we we love reviews on all our things.
1: <laughs> right, we take reviews, likes, and follows, and all of those things because we say juicy and yummy, and you know, it just <laughs> it just keeps all the things moving. It does. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou, and goodbye from Jen.